0: Hey, listeners, it's Justin with Midwest Mailworms again. Um, I wanted to chat through a recent post on humidity. So I recently put something out on the social channels about humidity being at 70%, uh, which seems very, very high, right, because uh, a lot of folks are, are driving the idea that you don't want to be that high with your humidity because of the risks that it can run. So I want to talk through that, um, and I want to talk through why I still do mine at 70%, try to hit that that um, average. So uh, the the reason that uh, mealworms need such a a high humidity, uh, mealworms and the superworms, uh, is that they they use that moisture uh, from the air to help them grow, right? So what mealworms and superworms need, they need uh, food input, so some sort of substrate like wheat bran, wheat mids, uh, things of that nature. Um, Some folks will use unmedicated chick feed, uh, make sure it's unmedicated if you go that route. Um, and and you, they, they eat that substrate, right? So they eat that, that for nutrients. Uh, a lot of it is the protein. They want, they want it to intake that protein uh, to help them grow. The other thing that they need is a moisture source. So that moisture source can come from a lot of different places. Depending on what you're going to feed those mealworms or superworms to, that's what you want to take into account as far as what you feed your insects. So for example, if you've got a critter who is allergic to oranges, let's say, uh, you don't want to feed your mealworms or superworms oranges because there could be trace uh, elements of those oranges in the, the mealworms and superworms for a short period of time. So it's just not worth the risk. Uh, what I do here is I, I feed everything that goes out the door, I feed wheat bran um, or wheat and potatoes. Uh, you'll see sometimes on my social channels, I do try to, to use uh, things from uh, scraps from around uh, the community. So uh, watermelon rinds, uh, melon rinds, uh, things like that. Pumpkins is a, a really good one. Uh, but all of that goes to just the, the mealworms and beetles and superworms that are sustaining my colony. Uh, because I don't want those things to get into a package that gets to you that ultimately impacts uh, whatever it is you're feeding it to, whether it's it's um, you know a hamster, a guinea pig, hedgehogs, reptiles, all, all sorts of folks use Midwest mealworms. So um, I, I try to be careful with what I give them. Uh, But as far as the humidity uh, and the moisture, anything that you give them, so sweet potatoes, carrots, uh, regular potatoes, what the mealworms and beetles will do in superworms is they will take those uh, and eat them not only for the the nutrients, they'll definitely use the nutrients within the the item that they're given, but the moisture. So they're taking that moisture out of it. That's where where they get it from. Uh, What mealworms can do. If the humidity level is 70% or higher, they can actually extract moisture from the air. So what that allows you to do is not feed as much moisture source to those mealworms, um, and it's a bit of a cost savings. So that's the big pro. Uh, If you're able to maintain a humidity level that high, um, then those mealworms will be able to pull the moisture from the air. Now, the, the cons to this, you have got to really pay attention to your bins. Um, so w- what folks will, a lot of folks that are really on a super micro level, that are using a drawer system, what they'll actually see a lot of times if they put in too much moisture is they don't realize like your room might be 35, 40% moisture um, or 40% humidity. What you don't realize is when you close that drawer, it turns into a microclimate. And so if you put a bunch of moisture in there, you just load it up with a potato, sliced up, uh, and close that drawer, what you'll come back to is um, water droplets on the side of that drawer, potentially, because that drawer is more sealed. It's not open. Um, they, there may not be enough ventilation, and so there's too much moisture there. The same thing can happen on you know if you've got a dedicated space uh, somewhere that you're rearing your insects. Um, if your moisture gets too high... Um, what you need to watch out for and and even in that 70 to 80 percent range uh, what I'll see on my window that I have in my farm outside I'll see the moisture collect on that window right Um, you need to watch for moisture in in places to see if you're just getting too high maybe you're getting you know like hot spots so to speak with with humidity where things are just sitting too much you need more air movement Um, so You really have to pay a lot of attention. You've got to be a a diligent uh, insect um, uh, farmer and keep track of what's going on in your farm in all locations of your farm. Um, So what you need to do is be more in tune with, as you feed moisture sources, giving just enough that your insects are able to consume them before those things turn into any sort of mold potential. So uh, what I usually do is, is when I'm first when I first got started with a humidity level that high, I would feed very sparsely. I'd I'd just put some put some potatoes in, uh, see where where um, you know what what bins were getting consumed quicker, um, and I just got a feel for it. Right? It's it's like raising any other any other animal, um, or maintaining any other animal. If you uh, take care of cattle, if you take care of dogs, if you work with with uh, small pets, you just start to learn and see and notice characteristics and about taking care of those animals the same thing for insects you're going to start to be able to tell and just get that feel for how much moisture needs to go into that bin um, that being said, there's always the potential that you know you're going along doing the th- same thing you've done all along and you put too much into a bin maybe there's not as many mealworms in that one for some reason uh, and for whatever crazy reason um, you know that that uh, happened, you're not able to, or the, those mealworms are not able to consume those potatoes. So you still need to keep an eye on things uh, and, and make sure, you know, it's it's something to be a little bit more diligent about. So if you want more of a sort of set it and forget it um, mealworm farm, um, don't have your hum- humidity that high. Uh, 50%, 40 to 50%, you're still going to get production. Um, you're still going to get you know, a, a decent amount of output from your your beetles and a decent amount of growth from your mealworms. Go lower than 40% and you're gonna start to see things really slow down. It's kind of like equating it to if your temperature drops uh, too low. If you get below 65, you're gonna start seeing uh, a lot of, of slowdown in the growth of your colony. Um, so a lot of people see that in winter climates when the temperatures drop and they don't have a supplemental heat source. The colony just slows down. Same thing if if you um, pull moisture or don't have a a moisture source uh, to keep that level high enough for the mealworms, they'll start to slow down a bit. So um, One of the things you can do, uh, well two two things you can do as far as the humidity level, tracking it. So I use an app and a device called Sensor Push. Uh, So what this thing does is it keeps track of humidity and, and temperature constantly. Um, they've got a free app, so it feeds that information to the app. You can set up notifications so that if your humidity gets too high or too low, it can send you a warning. So you can try to figure out, you know, maybe you left the fan off. Maybe you left the window closed um, and and aren't ventilating. You know, you did something in the farm uh, that changed uh, what's going on there. Uh, Maybe you forgot to refill the humidifier, which is what uh, usually happens to me uh, because there's so much going on out there. Um, So get something that can track your humidity because it's one thing to just go in there and spot check it you know a couple times a day uh, and and see yep it's at the right level right now but what is it overnight what is it you know when you're out for a couple days on a trip or something so I highly recommend those devices sensor push I've been very satisfied with them I've been using them for a long time you can check my social I post about them all the time um, you know showing the the different levels and what they've helped me do so one time my air conditioner went out The sensor push um, notified me, and I was like, "Ah, temperature's too high. Went out there, and my AC was busted. So probably saved uh, the farm at that point. Um, So back to humidity. Uh, Track the humidity. Um, That's one really good way uh, to to, to maintain your farm. Sorry. Uh, The other thing you want to do is have air movement in the farm. So it's this battle against keeping your temperature at the right level, but also moving that air around, uh, which will inherently, you usually, uh, cause that temperature to go down a bit. So um, have some fans, depending on the size of your, your farm. Uh, if it's in a room, in a drawer, obviously you've got a, a different way to tackle it. Put some ventilation holes in, start, start slower. Uh, put some in the side holes, or put some in the side of the drawer up high. Uh, so that that ventilation can can occur. If you see water droplets, either add a bit more ventilation uh, or reduce the amount of moisture you're adding, which means you're going to have to do that more frequently. Uh, For a larger farm, put some fans in. You don't want fans running at high speed. You just need air movement, not a wind tunnel. Uh, So move that air around, and that's going to help keep moisture pockets from uh, forming within your farm in slow or dull areas where you're not moving around very much, corners, behind things, stuff like that. Uh, if you guys have any questions about humidity or moisture sources, please feel free to uh, message me, um, social, out on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, and then also text me. Um, great way to get a hold of me. So hopefully you found some value here. Let me know if you have any questions, and uh, I will be chatting with you soon. One final note, podcast listeners, head over to MidwestMealworms.com SMS and check out texting options. Big one right now is weekly deal. Send that over to me and get signed up to get weekly deals texted directly to you from me. Lots of other things that we can text about. Mealworms, superworms. Let me know what you're interested in. If you're having problems, whatever it is, I want to hear from you. So head over to MidwestMealworms.com/sms and let's get texting. Thank you much for listening. Have a great day.